so pleasing to God that we never sin, which is not going to happen, it still would never merit, okay? So we are rescued because of his grace. Number two, we are recipients because of his gifts. His gift, gift. Uh, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. I love that. Why does God love you? Because he loves you. That's why. You can ask him when you get to heaven. Amen? And why? Why? Well, because of his love. Amen? So we're rescued because of his grace. We're recipients because of his gift. And we are results because of his goodwill. We talked about that. We are his workmanship, his craftsmanship. Amen? You know what I think of when I think of that? I think of the uh, Jeremiah chapter 18 where it talks about the potter and the clay and how he wrought a work on the wheels. And you remember that text. Some of you do. Remember how the work was marred and what did God do? He made it again. Amen? That's us. Amen? Marred but made again. That sounds like it ought to be a good sermon. Amen? I'm going to have to write that down. Amen? Okay. Uh, before Pentecost, okay, and I'm, I, I realize that this lesson, it's a quick one because we're time-wise, but this is what I would call a 401 lesson. I've, I've got to make some assumptions here that we know our Bibles, and I know some of you may not grasp all this, but please uh, stick with me. Before Pentecost, Pentecost was the time when the Holy Spirit came down. Jesus went up. Up, and then the Holy Spirit came down, okay? So before Pentecost, the, ter- the term Gentiles, which we see in this text, included all people who were not Jews. That's pretty easy, okay? So when, when before Pentecost, Gentiles referred to anybody who was not a Jew, okay? We're all there? Okay, but since Pentecost, there are now Jews, Gentiles, and does anybody know the third category? The church, the church, which is made up of saved Jews and Gentiles, okay? And the, the verse you want there, we just we don't have the time to look it up, but I've given you a couple cross-references there. You have uh, 1 Corinthians 10.32, which says uh, that there are the, the church of God and Jews and Gentiles. And then uh, the Galatians chapter 3 talks about bond and free. And within the church, within the body of Christ, there's neither bond nor free nor Jew nor Greek, amen? We're all one in Christ, amen? So... But this particular passage, whereas like the first part of chapter 2, it tells us, it says, and you at the quicken who are dead in trespasses and sin, it, it really is referring to the whole world. Here it's referring specifically to Gentile Christians. By the way, that's you and me, unless you're a Jew. I said that one time, and then somebody came up after me afterwards and said, my wife is half Jewish. I said, well, okay, we got one, one Jew in here, and the rest of us are Gentiles. So I think we could all take something from this lesson. The Gentiles here were exhorted to recall, okay, blank line there, recall that they had been without, and that says it right in verse 11. The first two words says, wherefore, remember. Because you've been saved by grace through faith, because it's a gift of God, because you're his workmanship, I want you to remember some things. And the, the, another way of saying remember is don't forget. Okay? So uh, five quick things that we as Gentile believers ought not to forget. Number one, we need to forget 
that they, and that's really we, had been without circumcision. Okay? Circumcision. And that's chapter 2, verse 11. It says there, Wherefore, remember that in time past, Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called circumcision. Now, again, taking for granted those of us that know our Bibles, you know the right of circumcision was given to Abraham. Okay? It was given to Abraham, and I have there Genesis chapter 17. It was instituted by God, and it was a sign regarding God's righteousness, which is by faith. I want you to hold your place there in Ephesians and go with me to Romans chapter 4. And I certainly can't read all these verses, but I want to read a couple in regards to circumcision. It was instituted by God, and it was a sign regarding God's righteousness, which is by faith. Now again, the, the Jews messed it up. They looked at it, it that, that it made them so much better than everyone who was not circumcised in the fact that they called themselves the children of circumcision, and you and I were the children of uncircumcision, and they almost, you could hear the tone with which they said it. Oh, you're of the uncircumcision. Oh, okay? God never intended it to be that. He intended it to be a sign of faith. Uh, look at Romans chapter 4, verse 11. Speaking of Abraham here, it says, And he received the sign of what? circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith which he had, yet being uncircumcised. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll, I don't know if we'll get to it, I'll, I'll probably just pass by it. Remember, God said to Abraham, get thee out of thy country from thy kindred. And you know what Abraham did? He left. And Hebrews 11 says he left not knowing where he was going. But he, God said, go, and he went. And the Bible says, and he believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness. Right here in this chapter, verse number uh, 5. No, verse 3. It says, for what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. Now here's the key for you, me, that are saved. But to him that worketh not, is, faith, is salvation by faith or works? Faith. Okay? But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith. Faith is counted for righteousness. That's what circumcision was supposed to convey. Okay? That's what it was supposed to convey. So it was supposed to convey that sign regarding God's righteousness, which is by faith. And he says to the Gentiles here, you didn't have that sign. You were without circumcision. Okay? Number two. Roman number number two. Okay? So the Gentiles were exhorted to recall that they'd been without circumcision. Then back over to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11. They were also without Christ. Okay? They were without Christ. And that's verse number 12. I'm sorry, I have verse 11 there. It says that at that time ye were without Christ. Okay? Now, let me just, I have a note here. Every unsaved person is without Christ, and all God's people said, okay? But for the Jew, there was the Word of God. 
Okay? And that's Romans chapter 3, uh, verses 1 and 2. What advantage hath the Jew? Chiefly by them came the oracles of God. We got the Bible from the Jew. Okay? That we got, and I lo- by the way, I love the fact that the Bible says all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. That means you can trust the Bible because you know what? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were all liars. And yet God preserved the holy word of God through the Jewish people. Okay? And so the, the Jews, the, the Gentiles were without Christ. The Jews, yes, they, they were without Christ, but they had the word of God in promise, in type, and an example that was, and you have a blank line there, and that's 1 Corinthians 10, 11. Let me read that to you. We don't have time to go there, but let me read it to you. 1 Corinthians 10, 11 says, speaking of the Old Testament, now all these things happen unto them for ensamples, and they are written for our admonition. Okay? The Jew had the word of God. The Jew had the type and the picture and the example of that Messiah would come. Gentiles didn't have that. Right? That was to the Jew. And so he says here, and, and of course, Messiah being Christ. Amen? Messiah Christ. The Gentiles were not familiar with these promises. So they were not only without circumcision, and that's you and me, by the way, without circumcision, without Christ, number three, and this one probably most of all there back in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12, that at the time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise. Now, I do have to confess that it's, I, I had to look today in, in a, a book that I had from Bible College, which is a great book. Uh, it's called Principles of Biblical Hermeneutics. I know all of you just yawned as soon as I said that. Amen. And what that is, it, it's a simple book by a fellow named Hartill. It's actually a weird-shaped book, but it's how we interpret the Bible. How we in, there, there was not a more important class that I took in Bible College than how to interpret the Bible. You mess that up, the rest of it's all messed up. Amen. And I, be, I, I had to look in there, and I was remembering, I was like, oh, I remember that. I remember that, going through the covenants of Israel. If you've got this study Bible that I have, it's called the Open Bible Expanded Edition. We always keep some in the bookstore. It's usually gray, uh, but I, I have a friend of mine that could put leather on it if you want to. They, there's a spot in here that talks about the covenants. The, that, that is the promises that God made to his people. They were covenants that God in his faithfulness made. There's, uh, I believe, eight. I know some people uh, make one into two and you have seven there. But there's the Edenic covenant. Obviously, that's in the Garden of Eden. The Adamic covenant. That was after the fall. The Noahic covenant that God made after the flood. Uh, The Abrahamic covenant. Now, we're very familiar with the Abrahamic covenant. You say, what do you mean, Pastor? We know that God said to Abraham, I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curse thee. Talking about the nation of Israel, the Hebrews, amen. And throughout the centuries, we have watched God bless the nations that blessed Israel. We've also watched God curse the nations who cursed us. That is a covenant that he made uh, to his people. So 
the, the third point is this. We, we were, as Gentiles, we were without circumcision, we were without Christ, and we were without the covenant promises. Okay? A couple lines here. God's faithfulness is manifested in his covenant promises to his people. In other words, God would make a promise to his people and he would keep it. Amen? He'd make a promise to his people and he would keep it. But the Gentiles, they didn't know the word of God. They didn't know the covenant promises. This says they were strangers from the commonwealth of Israel. And I say they, we, right? We, okay? Uh, so covenant promises to his people, and we have their example of the Abrahamic covenant. If you want to look it up there, Genesis chapter 12, uh, verses 1 through 3. Something else they were without. Okay, verse number 12, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope. You know what else they were without? They were without confidence. Now think about this, ladies and gentlemen. Just make a statement here. The Gentiles knew nothing of God's promises and his subsequent faithfulness to them Thus, they had no hope. Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. Think about that. Before you and I were saved, didn't know the promises of God, we had no hope. None. By the way, praise God, and, and uh, this is, uh, we still got, I know there were some of you that weren't able to be here Sunday and weren't able to get your card. We got 73 cards in. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I praise God for that. You know why? Because there's a whole bunch of Gentiles all over this world that know nothing of the promises of God, and they're without hope. They're without any confidence. Aren't you glad you can have confidence in the promises of God? Amen. And then lastly uh, tonight, number five. So number one, uh, the, the Gentiles had been without circumcision. They've been without Christ. They've been without covenant. They've been without confidence. And then they've been without a creator. It says there at the end of verse 12, having no hope and without who? God in the world. The Gentiles had many blank line gods, and make sure you use a small g. Okay? They had plenty of idols, especially here. This is the book of what? Ephesians. Anybody remember the god of choice in Ephesus? Actually, it was a goddess. Diana. Remember, the silversmiths made a bundle off her. But they didn't have God. But look, if you would, and, and I, I don't want to ruin it for next week, but this is what God wants us to remember. Remember, you were without all this. You were without circumcision, without Christ, without covenant, without confidence, without creator. Verse 13 says, but now in Christ Jesus, some, ye who were sometimes far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. <laughs> I'm telling you what. I'm going to preach that next week, and it's really where we'll stop Ephesians for the spring. And, uh, of course, we'll have a summertime series like we normally do, but I didn't... I, I didn't want to spoil that for next week because that's a good verse to end on next week. Uh, so praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your love and your goodness.